Hello Berlin. Hello Seb. Uh, today we're actually talking with Joel about goblins is the plan. Uh, what are your general thoughts about goblins in Primodern? Uh, it's a strong deck. It has been there from the start among the like top tier decks. Uh, I think with Goblin Lackey in the format is one of those decks that in in a way builds itself uh, around that card and mm. uh, in another way it's actually kind of one of those rich archetypes that you can build in a lot of different legit ways I would say uh, so that makes it a little bit interesting uh, yeah we, we kind of joked around about you always needing to address the lackey in your with festering goblins and whatnot yeah fight <laughs> goblins with goblins uh, do you, do you have any like do you want to say anything about like how you generally go about when you want to deal with the one toughness creatures? You usually put in some card like that, don't you? Yeah, I mean, I hate. I think this uh, lies in my sort of general style of <laughs> as a magic player. I hate having like auto losses, uh, mm. like in terms of matchups. So and. I've seen like a lot of people building decks uh, that have basically no response to a turn on Lackey uh, yeah. if you're on the draw. So maybe maybe it could be like a black the rock deck, and then mm. they they don't play like uh, Vendetta, but they choose to play maybe Diabolic Edict or some what's it called Smother or some like two mana cost removal. Yeah. And then I'm like, okay, that will that will give you automatic losses. Mm. Uh, Especially on your, the draw. On the draw, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, so, and, and and I've always been skeptical to that because uh, I mean, having play tested, I mean, against most decks or most relevant decks, I should say, in the format, and having played them myself and having played goblins quite a bit, I know like the power of it. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I, I tend to to have like at least three or four like one drops at least in every deck I build that that, uh, that you can use to, to, to stop a Goblin Lackey on the draw. But I mean, to be fair, I mean, there is, of course, uh, some kind of rock, paper, scissors, whatever, like dynamics to it. I mean, I, it could be completely legitimate to build a deck uh, not having an answer to that, at least main deck. Yeah. I think you and I, when we started building decks, like you did it way before me, but like you don't f see the meta and you don't see like I'm going to win this deck and I don't care about you're just trying to make a really good deck like a right. So you need many answers. You need to make it. It's, it's not like you're trying to build the most broken version of it and, and skip like uh, some matchups or whatever. You're just trying like the. The, you, you go the middle way in a way then. You yeah, don't I mean, I, 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 maybe perhaps I try to build like with, with more of an abstract metagame in mind. Uh, because, I mean, in reality, if you play like at your local pub or even in your local tourneys, like with, there's so many archetypes in pre-modern, so you can't count on all of those archetypes being like represented in, in a given tourney and so on. So uh, then you could maybe get away with uh we're not 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 being weak to to aggro in general or maybe like yeah. gob goblins in particular but uh, i prefer to build uh, sort of more robust versions 
yeah. And like we did with the elves, uh, you pointed out that the decks on the primodemagic.com, they're maybe not updated <laughs> today. No. Uh, you did make a goblin deck like uh, uh, yeah. in the early uh, pre-modern days. Uh, do you want to tell me anything about it? Yeah, I mean, it, it has gone a lot of uh, iterations. So the, that deck is more more for like food for thought or to mm. get started. It, it's kind of intentional and not having like uh, really sharp uh, and up-to-date decks uh, at primordermagic.com slash decks. So you, you can get that uh, in other ways, like you're reading the blog, yeah. uh, for instance. But yeah, so that... that uh, First version there is the mono red, um, and that's uh, I think one of the big uh, like uh, forks in the road where you need to choose if you go mono red or if you choose to go splash splashing typically black or sometimes green. Mm. Uh, I I still prefer going mono actually mm. uh, to have a more robust mana base, um, but this uh, version I, I wouldn't pick up that. This was a version with Richard and Fortin uh, yeah. and Wasteland. And Wasteland. Uh, so sort of a land denial theme. Uh, I wouldn't say that it's bad, but it's not something I would uh, I would try today. But uh, so like in later iterations that I played for quite a while, uh, I would instead go for actually Ancient Tomb instead mm, of Richard yeah. and Port, and then uh, also but 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 still uh, use Wasteland because that is very efficient. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, but and still mono red then. Still mono red. Yeah. Um, yeah, actually, and then I would skip like so in that this little bit old version. I have a few lightning bolts in there. I think you don't need them. Uh, it's better mm-hmm. to streamline uh, away and just go like for goblins and lamps. Uh, also a couple of mm-hmm. clicks slither in the, uh, uh, in this old build. I think uh, I mean it's very powerful car, but again it's not something that you really need. It's a bit of a win more in a way, uh, mm. or at least very situational. <laughs> win more, lose more. Yeah, uh, and also it's it's triple red. So if you go for ancient tomb, which I think is quite good, uh, mm. then then it's kind of if we to have like a triple red casting cost. Uh, yeah. So the, so so I think that like the sensible evolution of this mono red uh, would be to 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 go for ancient tomb uh, i think i went for three typically four is a little a bit much you get too much damage and too much colorless mana but it it it, it will help you ramp into you will you will will discuss that later on also he yeah. played it in the northern championships and you can actually yeah. see the blog post not about from Joel, but uh, uh, from uh, which glance was it was it Anton or Johan Glans? It's Anton still. <laughs> yes, it's, I'm just making it. Yeah. Uh, so Anton wrote a blog post about and how uh, you will actually played, like you mentioned now, with the yeah. ancient tomes in Monrad. But, so, but if, you, if, you, if you focus on the core of the deck, which is the same across all goblin decks, it's basically goblin lackey, uh, and you have goblin pile drivers as your go-to like aggro goblin. Uh, then you have uh, Siege Gang Commander and Goblin Ringleaders, typically the full set of those, uh, as your go-to like lackey, lackey targets. Yeah. Uh, and then you, I mean, then you have uh, quite a few options 
Uh, what other goblins you want to add in there? Uh, most builds, I would say, play the full set of Goblin Warchief. Uh, and then I, I think most builds play the full set of Mog Fanatic 2, actually. They're mm. really good. Yeah, uh, the two for one, usually, or and can do a bunch of other stuff. Uh, so, do you have any, like, if someone would uh, to pick up goblins uh, this is where you would start like some in the red sphere sphere and uh, they can check out some decks on the site and they can check out like some probably facebook groups like the webcam community uh, but do you have should they what should they think about like finally if they should pick up goblins um well, I think um, I think it's a very good actually deck to start out with, at least if you like aggro. Uh, and uh, you don't really need you don't really need ancient tomb even. I mean uh, that card also comes with a downside, of course, with, with the damage. It's not trivial even if you're aggro. So you can build it like you can start the deck very. I mean, it's a budget deck basically. Yeah. Uh, so if you take away Ancient Tomb and, and perhaps you want to have the Wastelands, but they are not like terribly expensive at least, uh, and and not even even strictly needed um, for the core of the deck. So I, in that respect, I think it's a good good way to start out with, and then you can it's a good deck that you can customize a lot. Uh, I think Cyber matters a lot. Uh, mm. I mean, in general, of course, uh, in the format, and America, but like even when you have such a linear, linear kind of uh, strategy, uh, yeah, th- th- there's a risk that you can be countered uh, by mm. uh, like hosers, uh, yeah, across yeah. like engineer plagues uh, and pyroclasm and so on. So that you, you should like try to think really uh, about that. having counters to their counters, so to speak. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, but. Thanks for joining us uh, again, Berlin, and uh, take care. Yeah, thanks for having me, uh, and you take care too, Seb. Yeah, bye. isn't it? It's one of my own compositions. That's not a song. It's an abomination! Abomination! Mutations! Deviations! That's all you're going to find down here. Hey, kids. I'm here with uh, Olan and uh, Joel. Uh, and today we're talking about uh, small little creatures that's running about in pre-modern. This is Monster of the Week constructing old school magic. Yeah, this is how we chill from 93. This is how we chill from 93. What are we talking about today, Wallan? Uh, today we are talking about the history of goblins in pre-modern. 
uh, from like 2016 until today uh, with one of the early, early adopters of the format and creator of the Goblin deck, Joel Larsson. What up, folks? Welcome, Joel. Thank you very much, Seb. I remember you and I strolling about after a party late, late at night and uh, you were thinking and uh, talking about building something goblinish uh, in pre-modern and I just shrugged and said, well, okay. <laughs> and that's, uh, is it four years ago or soon to be five years ago, as Wadan said, maybe. Yeah, sounds about right. Yeah, it was a long time ago. I think I had recently been to one of your gaming sessions in pre-modern. Uh, I saw what you guys were playing. Uh, it was a lot of blue decks, I'll tell you that much. It was combo and control, different versions of each. People were playing like Illusions of Donate and 4 Color Controlled. Mm. Some blue-white. Uh, blue, why, why don't... That's stasis the, as well. Why shouldn't you go to blue to right. begin with? Exactly. Who doesn't want to play Fact of Fiction? Yeah. And, uh, well, clearly I think the stress tester usually is, uh, like, burn or... That's right. Like, yeah, but... Yeah. Some people are playing burn. There was a couple of burn decks with Mickey Magnuson, of course, and Martin Berlin himself had a burn deck each. And uh, there were some tries of, like, some stack decks. I think already back then, but uh, I'm not entirely sure. But I remember, uh, speaking of this, that... There wasn't really a creature deck. That seemed okay. good. Mm. And uh, I felt like you needed somebody to police all these fact of fiction decks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I went back to my cave. Uh, mm -hmm. I'm not sure if I started talking to you post-cave or pre-cave about the Goblin's deck. Mm. But I thought to myself, you should be able to play a bunch of creatures in this format. And there has to be some broken ones. A lot of bad ones, but there has some be some broken ones. Mm. And you actually built two kind of uh, creature-based decks. That's true. Like in the beginning, that are yeah. The, yeah, the uh, start became goblins with Lackey, right? Okay. And, yeah. Yeah. And, and the se the second the second one I built rebels, mm. uh, the blue white rebel deck. Yeah. That's also on the website. But the most successful deck must have been goblins. Yeah, and also the one I've spent way more time on, I think. Uh, it does more powerful stuff, too. I, I, yeah, so, so it's also way more proactive. So. Yeah. So tell us how you began your quest for finding <laughs> the right fit for each card in Goblins. Because it's, if, you're, if you look at the deck, like the early decks... Uh, we see some, we see a lot of goblins clearly. We see some lightning bolts, and yeah, you have two wastelands, right? Yeah, Richard on ports, uh, and mm. of course, we go, we're going to talk about sideboard uh, like in the uh, more later on, but uh, it's not like what you usually think when you think about formats and playing. Like the, if you're playing Merefolks or Goblins or whatever, like the, it has, there's some synergies and there's all these kinds of stuff coming about. Tell us about where you began and how you went about. Right. So first, obviously, just search for Goblins and cards with text 
and their text box that said goblin <laughs> and I, I tried to like figure out what the best ones were I, yeah. I knew that like 16 cards were already like jammed into the deck and that was of course Lackey which is mm-hmm. the big drawing force to the deck yeah and then there's Goblin Pile Driver, Goblin War Chief, and Goblin Ringleader. Those are like the powerhouse cards ish. Yeah. Maybe War Chief is a little weaker, but in combination with other cards, it's very synergistic and powerful. So that's where I started, uh, basically. And uh, because those I actually, cards, I actually think the... that the first. Now that I think about, it, I actually think the first deck that I had also played black actually mm-hmm. but it okay. had patriarch spitting in the main deck okay because yeah. we, the next iteration of your deck at least that we saw in the beginning yeah. added black uh, right uh, but like the first one you did play then was yeah i think actually the one i first played i think this is martin Berlin's deck that was one red with okay. courts okay and then i actually because now i remember i had patriarch spittings in main mm-hmm. but I, that was the first first iteration, and I think I played it at our first pre-modern tournament together. I actually mm. won it too, so I I, I got <laughs> to like finish my quest of flicking okay. people on the nose that creatures are indeed playable in this format. I remember, was, yeah, I, I, I remember, you remember. Yeah, I remember that list, um, uh, Patriarch's bidding list, because uh, I think I I don't remember if I got it from you or someone else gave it to me and. Uh, a couple of people in Gothenburg build that exact list uh, oh, cool. uh, and started play and started playing it. And I also had one of those in my in my gauntlet to borrow out when we played at GD Bar. Oh, that was awesome. Yeah, we're spread quickly, I guess. Um, uh, however, how that continued was that I played with that deck more, and I realized that the mana was it was dreadful. Like it wasn't it wasn't fantastic and. Like your like, black, yeah. Red. There was, yeah. The combination, like, if you're gonna play wasteland, right? Mm-hmm. And you want a lot of red sources for turn one drops because if you want Patrick bidding to be good, like, you need to play for lackey, right? And then you want Scarlet Prospector probably so you can sacrifice goblins and all bring them all back for that to work, yeah. and also get extra triggers with like sharpshooter, etc., etc. So you need a lot of red sources to play your turn one goblins. But you also need a lot of black swords to be able to have double black. Yeah. On the fifth turn. And yeah. in pre-modern, as we all know, like there's not an abundance of dual lands by any means. Mm. And uh, that's one pro- of the strong yeah. points for the format, uh, according yeah. to me, actually. I agree. I, I mean, for sure. Like sometimes you really wish there were something. Uh but a lot of times I I, I agree with you that restriction brews creativity. So yeah. I think that's a good thing most of the time. But the problematic part is like having the it's an aggressive deck also. So yeah. you need you, you it's not like you can You can't just play a tapland and have it work out. Yeah. Exactly. Like in and the control. You want to play wastelands too, so it's like yeah. also a little hard. Yeah. Mm. Where I was going with this is that I think the next iteration continue with just having black cards in sideboard. Motherfucker, I'm ill. Yeah, a million here, 
year, a million there. Sicilian bitch with long hair, with coconut dairy gear, like smoking the thinnest air. I open the Lamborghini, hoping them crack the semen. Like, look at that bastard Weezy, he's a beast, he's a dog, he's a motherfucking problem. Okay, you're a goon, but what's a goon to a goblin? Usually we talk about cyber later, but that's one one of the strong causes is maybe playing duresses and 100 uh, yeah and uh, uh, the the second major card for playing black is uh Dralon's crusade yeah I, and that's a major one i think hmm. sometimes i even think it's better than the rest but <laughs> the rest yeah. is a very powerful card but uh the, the thing with goblins is that goblins is a quite synergistic deck it plays on having a lot of the same cards like to help each other so the idea of playing like mono red is that you just want to be all in on a lot of goblins right mm. so you can like overwhelm people's answers instead of having to react to them that also means that you're drawing more threats every time so putting cards like the rest into your deck makes warship worse it works makes power worse it makes ringleader worse mm. all these cards get worse because of it yeah but it's not as uh, like hurtful you you can adapt more yeah like vogs and whatever but red right. also like you mentioned mono wise and having each and every drop but okay it's basically going game two and three that makes it like worth it playing black then right uh, yeah that's my uh, that was the idea back then at least and i, I think that still stands if you want to splash Hmm. And that's kind of my point with Dralin's Crusade, is that while it answers a bunch of cards, like uh, Cycle Protection Red, for example, because hmm. it makes your goblins actually black. Yeah, and zombies, uh, right? And zombies. <laughs> uh, but th that is as an additional, so that's less important. Yeah. However, it's uh, a what it also effect, does is it gives then. plus one, plus one. So yeah. it's a proactive card, uh, which the rest isn't, so... I think I think that's the the thing that I'm trying to say that like trying to stay proactive and not boarding in too many things is quite important than these synergistic creature decks. Mm. What what is that you mentioned it being going wide in a way like the, that's the goblin uh, way. Of life <laughs> it's it's trying to overwhelm people yeah. uh, with an abundance of creatures or cards. Mm. Um, and like ringleaders and actually like pumping them with some like of the crusade you have some gob you have like two goblin kings if one of the deck lists we're looking at now just for the listeners is like uh, is this kind of when you crack the mana base or do you remember seeing yeah. this or yeah the mana base got a lot better after the time. Uh, I think you're thinking of the version with the rest in the main deck. Mm -hmm. uh, I, at that point, I, I, I saw a similar deck online, and uh, I kind of liked the idea of the rest in the main deck at that point because I felt like it was a lot more like stasis, not stasis, but like lock decks, like stack decks and mm -hmm. stuff like that. And at so that point, I was more afraid about getting locked out by those kind of cards, you know. Because, uh, like, we started talking about, like, the Monored build, and then mm -hmm. those had Rishadon's ports, and maybe... Right. And that's I think that's one of the, the earlier Martin Berlin yeah, builds, yeah. actually. 
like with yeah. wastelands do you want to point out what's what, what's wrong with <laughs> playing red except for uh, being vulnerable game two and three uh, I, and yeah so uh, as you were mentioned besides like getting softer against certain cards per sideboard like uh, there's not really a huge downside <laughs> except that right to playing yeah Monroe. okay but that's that's the word that that's like really flips everything exactly like it depends really what you're afraid of right mm -hmm. like it, it say that you're playing against a bunch of different uh mox diamond decks like pink prison like i don't mm -hmm. think you it's very hard to build pink prison without the rest yeah or like ways to interact with them meaningfully like sure you can have uh uh null rods and stuff like that that really helps but like Cards like Devastating Dreams and like Paraclassments and the abundance of cards locks you down completely. Mm. It's it's very hard to get them with the advantage from Ringleader, yeah. for example. But say that you're playing against a control deck where it's about the card value or the card, like every card matters, then I see Monred like being a little bit better. See what, mm. see what I'm getting at here? So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you, do you agree, you, Orlan? Uh, I'm, I'm interesting. I think this is really interesting because... Uh, uh, when you started playing goblins, um, at least, um, there was a lot of bad, slow combo decks and control decks all over the place. Nowadays, at least online, it's it's a lot of fast combo decks. And, and in Sweden, people play Pink Prison and stuff like that. So I think the meta has changed uh, a lot. Um, right. You know. We also have the addition of Rex and Dreadnought decks, uh, yes. a which lot. is a huge, I think, impact mm. on the format. Yeah. Mm. And there's there's coming new new decks uh, all the time. Uh, I mean, the the only thing that you really have, I mean, against the angry hermit, you have the main deck threat of four mob fanatics to handle that deck uh, by mm -hmm. default. By default, so so but there's and yeah, and I think uh, with me at least, uh, I've seen a lot of better prison mob decks nowadays. Um, I I, yes. play, I played one like a couple of months ago as well, and. It, um, I I beat up goblins with it, just totally locked them out or, or played a Masticor. Uh, yeah. So so I think so, that's one of the worst matchups. And uh, those decks with like Masticors and lock pieces that are really tough for uh, a little slower decks, like slower goblin decks that doesn't have the like same pressure or the right like cyber cards. Hmm. Like the early mono red deck with rich shot and ports and like some lightning bolts, that's not the correct way to go <laughs> if you want to try to win against that. Uh, because the cards in themselves are not just powerful enough to get there fast enough, and then you can get swept pretty easily too. Mm. Uh, so, the like next iteration we're talking about is like dresses, but like for the mono base, you maybe some. Um, we're not going precise now because everything back then we played a bunch of tournaments and so we don't have all the reports and you right. always like maybe shaped some cards and made other but uh, it's wasteland based we're going from Richard and Ports into Wastelands yeah. right? Yeah I don't think I never really played many Richard and Ports I okay. think that's mostly Martin Blaine but uh, uh, but yeah, and, yeah, yeah, and definitely. it's like Bloodstained Myers and the Sulfur Springs. That's our; those are the like main, <laughs> of course, like the jewels of uh, the like black and red. Yeah, uh, and like 
it's looking at it seems kind of like yeah, they, i think the major part is also playing enough black sources and playing enough lands yeah like yeah, we don't want to get like two in the grid details here mm -hmm. but i think not having 12 or more black sources if you want to play the rest is a crime like mm. and that's that's the same for the green splash like you can't have eight sources and think you're gonna <laughs> you know have enough or nine sources sorry and have enough ways to cast your splash balls like mm -hmm. it's, it's just impossible so and also play enough lands, at eight, least 24 lands in every goblin deck like yeah you're least. playing 12 and around 12 right yeah yeah uh and like let's go through before we like like go into the like technical stuff about the matchups and whatever let's talk sure. about like what card choices you actually made because you mentioned the ringleaders and you mentioned uh what what more do we have to be the lackeys of course clearly yeah so so um, we have the ringleaders pile drivers lackeys and the war chiefs those are the six and stocks that are for sure mm -hmm. and I, I, at this point i think i also realized that i always want to have for mog fanatic and that's the best one drop mm. of choice because uh, uh, because like what Olan mentioned or well i mean the thing in the format is that <laughs> mog fanatic is basically like a lightning bolt on legs if you're not playing burn like because everything almost everything in this format has either one toughness or way more like yeah. four or something you know there's all the birds of paradise lenorals lackeys mother runes blah blah blah, blah, blah. like you can go down the line mm. like ball lightning jackal pop grim levermancer etc like all of those has one toughness all the elves as well and then on the other flip side there is like ravenous but of massacre and <laughs> you know like it go, goes up quickly <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Like so, so like Lightning Bolt doesn't actually kill that many more things than okay. than uh, Mog Fanatic does. Yeah, and so forked bolt ish yeah. cards are I, you need to do it in another manner. Yeah, so so I'll say that as a second thing. Like the second biggest mistake that people make building their complex, besides not playing enough lands and not enough sources of both colors, if you want to play two colors, mm. is playing Lightning Bolt in the deck. Mm. Lightning Bolt is very bad in this format. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I, I, I don't think I've ever seen a format where Lightning Bolt is worse. Mm. I'm, I'm honest. And sure, if you're playing Sly, of course, you're going to play yeah. Lightning Bolt. Because you're going to point it towards the phrase most of the time. But That's kind of interesting. Yeah you're, yeah, you're right. It goes quickly up to four toughness. Uh... And, and it's so interesting when you play Goblin decks with Lightning Bolts. Oh, you actually gave a target for your opponent's duress. Somehow, exactly. somehow, yeah. somehow, yeah. you 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 enable the best card, uh, one of the best cards in the format for your opponent, right? For, for no one, reason. One of the big strengths of of goblins is most of the time not playing any creatures in the main deck. But we'll we'll, we'll get to that, I think, in the next iterations of mm -hmm. how I'm playing goblins right now. But like uh, we mentioned, some of the like most uh, like mog flunkies. Do we even? Yeah. Yeah. Flankis is another card that has been going around like in, in different red builds and also red-black builds. I think me and Paranistrom are like very big proponents of the deck that's done a lot of work on it too. Mm -hmm. Friend of all of ours from from Stockholm. Yeah, like, and great he player. wrote a blog post, we'll add it to the show notes later. Right, yeah. right, like exactly. his... he did that as well. Actually me, him and Marta Blin was like the Swedish national team back in 
ages ago, mm -hmm. like in, in uh, no Norman magic, <laughs> in, in Norman magic. So yeah. I'm just saying that we all know each other from way back before. And he made kind of a resurgent, also wanted to play goblins mm -hmm. after we had a little tournament on my, on my balcony, I think, uh, which was pretty cool. Yeah, we, I, I remember me playing yeah. like he, he just we just switched up decks a bunch right we're, we're playing tricks <laughs> like both of us and whatever <laughs> and, but I, but i love how that's how magic works you just like the first taste is free <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> and it was just trying a bunch of different stuff and yeah. then it went to goblins and like Oh, ringleader man! Like <laughs> yeah, then, the, then he went <laughs> yeah. about like you, you lay awake and just figuring out how to exactly. adapt the best version of something that no one in the real world really cares about. Oh. Yeah. So, so okay, Mogflunkis. He, he, he may play the same version in the Swedish pre-modern national 2018, I believe, and that had Mogflunkis in it. Mm -hmm. And the idea was that you wanted to have a more proactive deck. And like, if you look at the regular Goblin deck, you'll notice that there's only four two drops in the entire deck, mm. which is weird. Like, there's only Pile Driver and Mogplank is, is the second best card. So the idea of playing that is playing more one drops to enable Flankis, uh, which also works with Warship, of course. And then you play a few more Goblin Kings too mm. uh, to to make the one drops better. So you're playing more of a Irek and uh, less of a like, oh, here's my lackey and here's my ringleader kind of powerful cards. Mm. But you're playing more of a proactive, like, even more of a proactive game plan, yeah. if you will. Like, really curving out also. Exactly. Uh, Less siege gangs and, st and stuff like mm. that and more, more aggro. So those are the main, like, uh, and like the one drops you mentioned mog fanatic we talk about goblin lackey mm -hmm. but we haven't really mentioned the sledder let's play sled here's how it works you're the sled right <laughs> yeah sledder is a funny card like it's it's unclear whether it's worse or better than prospector it, they both have like their advantages and disadvantages like 100 percent uh, it is a lot better in the mirror though. Mm -hmm. Like Slayer is actually pretty good in the mirror. So like, you weirdly. sacrifice a goblin and target creature gets plus one plus one. Maybe exactly. that works into what you just mentioned. Mog fanatic and whatever. Uh, like maybe removal in all on you can maybe add to this. Like is the are people addressing the fact that the one toughness creatures are the one the pro most problematic ones now? Like in aggressive decks, I mean, I wouldn't say they are the most problematic, the one 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 toughness, but like you yeah. really need to address the lackey, right? Yeah, of course. Like, but I'm not like Martin Berlin. That's that's always <laughs> talking about the only thing you you care yeah. about. Yeah, you have to have an answer to a turn one lackey, yeah. or yeah, maybe you just kill them turn three instead and ignore the lackey. Yeah, uh, yeah. So, we'll so, get to that as well in the in the last version of yeah. Goblin. <laughs> <laughs> okay, with the sledder. One I'm very excited about. At least we'll, we'll the sledder does that. You can. Yeah, sledder is like nice because you can play like lack in turn one. And if they play like a 1 1, for example, a uh, Lanner Elf or whatever, like a blocker, or say that you're on the draw and they play a pile driver, you can actually attack into it if you have a sledder. Because yeah. you can trade your sledder or another goblin if you play two goblins that turn for your lackey to continue attacking. Mm. So you actually have some like 
you don't have to kill every blocker mm. uh, in, in in that sense and you, as so. as you mentioned it's the combat also you can if you're blocking something you can add that power to something else or well yeah, it's also yeah. like a finisher like you can attack with everything it's like all the goblins that are blocked into one attacker it works very well with sharpshooter in the mirror especially like because you kill something you stack something and yeah. you can do two pings and yeah. Well, um, I ha have you lost your trade of thought? What was, what's, what more were you thinking about? No, I don't. I actually have never thought about the card goblin sledder in my whole life. <laughs> uh, but, yeah. but but yeah, but there's there's also some things that got removed from the deck. I mean, one of the weirdest cards in the early decks was the click sledder. Right. Uh, yeah, that was just, I thought it was going to be good, but it wasn't that good. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> Let's leave it at that. <laughs> but it's, yeah. it's, it's quite fun when people net deck and they, they take like, oh, this is Joel Larsson's deck and, and he plays Clickslitter. I have to play <laughs> Clickslitter. <laughs> <laughs> right, right, yeah, I guess that's how it works. Yeah. I, I mean, the idea with that was that in the early, like, extended days, Pitch Arc Goblins was, like, a really good deck, right? And uh, Click Slater was a big part of that because you could sacrifice a bunch of goblins to make it huge and bidding. But pre-modern is a little different yeah. <laughs> than, than back then, so so yeah, it, it's a lot worse in pre-modern, basically. It took a while for me to realize what... You already said that, Olan, but like in the beginning, people playing slow combo decks, like you said, Joel, everybody played blue in some variation. Yeah. And, but that's like trying to break the format, but you don't know what the format is. Uh, yeah. We know more now, hopefully. <laughs> yeah, for example, Tricks is like a good example. Mm. I, I, it feels like Tricks is a whole turn too late at this point. Yeah. Uh, um, that's just how it plays. Like before we go to the next iteration, War Chief, you mentioned being like also maybe a must have, like a four of. Yeah. Uh, the in the get. Yeah, it's basically before the sixteen cards were the must haves, right? And now I think it's actually twenty cards mm. that are must haves. And now I also think Fanatic is. Uh, you need four Fanatics in your deck. Mm. And the Goblin Kings, you maybe two or zero or. <laughs> It's a varied number. Yeah. It, it really depends on how many one drops and if you have flankies and how many colors you're playing. Mm. Like how wide uh, you're going or... Exactly. Like you need one drops and two drops to make it good, right? Because if you play it on an empty field, it's going to be a, a lot worse, clearly. And uh, it's not... It, it also depends on how many colors you play because if you want to play 12 black sources and four wastelands, it's get, sometimes you're just going to draw one of the two swamps and a wasteland and you're not going to be able to cast that or worship. Mm. So it's like, yeah, it's all in the configuration. And uh, last, uh, like two more goblins, like at least in the first iterations, uh, maybe to mention the Gempom Incinerator. Uh, what's your thought about that? I mean, Gempom is quite the insane card, actually, when you get it to work. Mm. Uh, like cycling I mean it and kills a creature and draws the cards and can be countered but <laughs> then again it's not fantastic in, against like uh, a bunch of decks where it doesn't have any targets like a 2-1 for free is you know <laughs> the, the best card in the world or whatever yeah. <laughs> or, or like taking a turn off cycling at this it's a little slow in this format uh, so there's downsides but I, I think it's basically way better than Lightning Bolt like mm. it draws your card like it's a creature, it gets hit off ringleader, you can actually play it like 
there's a bunch of reasons. Yeah. And it's a one for zero or body that lets you end maybe or whatever. It, it's very flexible. And you, ca you can't are. find the, the, a lightning bolt with the ringleader. Uh, exactly. Yeah. And the, it also can't be the rest, etc. Et yeah. Uh, and the siege gang. Uh, lastly. The siege gang commander is like... Or it's just a very powerful threat on its own, right? Like, let's not forget that just powerful cards are good cards. You know what I mean? Like, mm -hmm. it's good to put powerful cards even in your synergistic decks, especially if they're synergistic with other cards. Like, it Sage Gang is the card you don't want to probably overload on because you don't want to have a bunch of five drops in your aggro deck. But it makes all the other synergistic cards better. Like. It makes Warship better. Like you probably have to kill Warship more often because now you can play it on the following turn and haste in. Uh, it's a great card with lack, of course. Like there's the dreaded start of having a Siege Gang to play on turn two uh, from the other side. It's stuff like that, right? Yeah. Gets hit off Ringleader. It's a great follow up for Wrath, but you also can't overload on on the card if you don't have like enough mana sources in deck. Like, I, I see all this, I, I said this at the beginning, but I see all this common decks with too few lands, like, say that they have 22, they have wasteland, so they might, like, waste, have want to wasteland at some point, right? Mm -hmm. And then they still want to play a 5-drop in there. It's, <laughs> you just have to figure out, you can't do it all, you know? Well, so yeah, that's the problem. You, you yeah. want, I really want to be the, like, you, you, you want to make the, opponents stumble but you can't really do the big finishes then right right yeah you need to be smart about the numbers and and you need to play enough lands if you want to play like three or more siege gangs etc so There's actually two uh, goblins I think that are really interesting. Um, first, there is Goblin Matron, uh, which I'm not the biggest fan of. But then there's Goblin Sharpshooter, who actually can totally wreck some decks. Like, I mean, for instance, Elves uh, mm. on its own. Right. Yeah. So I guess that pulls us into the next part. Yeah. Which is what are people actually playing online, if you look at the TC decks, for example. And uh, one version that has become common is you either play uh, mono red splashing black for cyber cards or mono red splashing green for cyber cards. Mm. And then you play a couple of lightning bolts, don't do that. Uh, <laughs> and then you play like prospectors, but you play four goblin matrons and you have a small tutor targets of uh, Sharpshooter, there is Goblin Pyromancer, there is Goblin Tinkerer, and uh, there is some other card, I, I can't remember the last yeah. name, sorry. I think we have it on the screen now, if 
if we're talking about one of the decks from the Winterfall, all right. out, you, you're Yeah, more... like one Goblin can usually also as well. Yeah. And it's interesting to say so because I, I, I tried Matron in very many different versions. Like I had it in my some of my first versions. Uh, it's clearly a powerful card, like it's played in Legacy, right? So, I mean, it, it's, it's a powerful card. It can do a lot of things. Mm. However, it's very slow. Like, it's incredibly slow. Yeah. I think maybe, uh, like, in Legacy and whatever, you have so many more, like, goblins that are exactly. big, big finishers. You, well, you, not only do you have better goblins, right? Yeah. But you also have Warning Instigator that has Double Strike, which is like a double lucky. Mm. And you have Ada Vile. That's like the most important card. Yeah, okay. So you can actually violin Matron so you don't have to pay for mm -hmm. it. And then you get another Goblin the yeah. next turn. And, and then there's all these other lands that make more mana, etc. Maybe that's so. why people are playing also, like we mentioned in the beginning, playing uh, like the more slower builds, uh, playing with shorter ports and whatever, because you're not... But like to go back to what you said just said <laughs> you you can't play right. five drops and like wasteland and uh, reshot on port and do everything at once yeah. yeah i mean you can play wasteland and fire drops but you just need to have enough lands in your deck if that's the case and you have to cut something etc mm -hmm. you know I think, I think the major reason. Sorry, go ahead. Yeah. I think a lot of people mistake like when they compare pre-modern goblins to legacy goblins, and I think a lot of people do that. But the legacy goblins can play a really good controlish games, yeah. Uh, and the, the pre-modern goblins can't really do that. Yeah, yeah. It's, what, what it's, I said. It, 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 it can, but it it, it's it has to look different. Yeah. Why can't it play? more controlish uh, like setup would you say i mean for the, the for the reasons that in legacy you have i mean we, we're not a legacy pod but in legacy you can as you talked you can put a edder vial into play turn one you can sit and tap down their lands with richard and ports you can have like chalice of the void you can have talia's blood moons and yeah. whatever and like totally totally wreck the opponent's plan and just win with yeah. one edder vial mm. yep yeah, you're right. Uh, uh, so I think the major reason why people and I, I like I saw this list as well. So we're, now we're talking about the we're talking about the matrons, right? That a lot of people yeah. are playing in both red, green, and red. So what's a big I think the tournament major reason like why, the yeah. Winter Fall Brawl 2020? Was 64 okay, players yeah. I see here. It but, was. Yeah. It's it's one of these uh, with these uh, tournaments where you play a batch first a batch of uh, four matches and then you get another batch of four matches where you play with people with the same records and then a top eight, I think. Uh, 64 players, it was in October. Yeah. Uh, okay. So... Yeah, I, I've seen many of the same version. Like, I've seen it all over the place. But just for the listeners and going... We're, we're, we're all over the place, but just because yeah, we're, we <laughs> we're, we're going through different lists and we're seeing them and... Uh, but. Uh, we're talking about the, as you mentioned, this list plays the matrons and it plays two lightning balls that you want to cut at least. Uh, and like one addition that we haven't seen on the list we talked about earlier is the barbarian ring. Uh, mm -hmm. Okay, I don't know all of these cards because I'm not a goblin aficionado. <laughs> so maybe you can <laughs> help me out here. Right. So I think 
and I've seen this list in, in many places. The idea of playing matrons is because of the insurgence of new Phrase and Devourer decks. I think that's a major reason. You want to play Goblin Tinker and have a way to fetch that in the main deck. Mm -hmm. And uh, among other cards, that makes your clock faster. And uh, Goblin Tinker is basically the perfect card against Friction Devourer. It's uh, one two for two, one red and a colorless. It can pay one red and tap it to destroy an artifact, and then that artifact deals damage uh, to Goblin Tinker equal to that converted mana cost of that artifact. So killing Devourer, you can do that all day just by tapping it and tapping a red red mana. Mm. So that's the idea, and I, I, I saw all of these decks because I was at the point, at the time I was preparing for a tournament in Northern Sweden, like the Nordic like Northern uh, Pre-Modern Championship. Yeah. We, we talked about it, uh, we talked with, uh, 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 which glance are, did we talk to, Olin? Uh, Anton the Glans, Anton not, Glans, you, not, yeah. not Johan right. Glans. No. <laughs> uh, uh, right. And uh, yeah, about his elves lists. And, uh, ah, yeah. right, nice. so, but you were actually there playing your goblins list. list or, yeah. No? So, so, no, yeah, I, I saw the list and I was like, oh, why is the mana looking like this? Why is there, because we see in both the green and the black versions, there's only nine black sources, right? And like, why are they playing matrix? Isn't that a bit slow? Like, but there's so many of these lists that I felt like I couldn't have the hubris to not at least try it. Like mm. I felt I in my in my I mean mind and soul and whatever I knew I knew this was not gonna work. But I tried it anyways mm -hmm. against Devourer, like Blue White, Friction Devourer, against Burn, against like Control Decks, etc. And I it was just too slow. Mm -hmm. Like the idea of playing Matron and getting Tinker, you're already dead when that happens. Mm. at that point okay yeah so uh i i, I re okay i rebuilt the mana base before i tried it i'll, I'll confess mm. <laughs> but it still didn't work mm. uh, so then at that point i contacted pair again yeah. <laughs> uh pattering fist about what should we do about goblins like i i I already bought myself a new blue white sandstill deck. Like I have that, I can play that, but I do want to play goblins. Like, mm. and let's figure it out. So I sent them like a list, uh, a few lists, or a few ideas with like flunkies and morad and etc. And he gave back as as he always does a very detailed long answer on email mm. about. A couple of different lists, how we would play them, and also a monorail deck that Martin Berlin had an idea about ages ago, which w which is with the ancient tombs. Mm, yeah. And I think Martin Berlin built that deck long time ago, mm. and I, maybe he just didn't get the numbers right or whatever, or it was too much of I don't know bad matchup somewhere. But that deck just never clicked. Mm. But now with fresh eyes of having played Goblins for like three years, mm. I felt like I really wanted, <laughs> or I knew how I wanted to build yeah, it. Yeah, like okay. I, I, I just knew, like, yeah. and this is going to be the perfect, like, I think Marvelin also had Matrons at that mm -hmm. point, but it, there was just a new purpose for having Goblin Matrons mm. with Ancient Tubes yeah. and being only mono red with Wastelands, etc. Yeah, that was... And that was like Goblin Tinker, right? It makes... Getting that one turn quicker, 
and 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 the difference is huge like it's actually huge yeah so i started building that deck and uh, maybe we should talk about what's in it Uh, okay, so uh, like for to just recap briefly, uh, right? Like in the beginning, we talked about Berlin's like mono red, like first go at a yeah. some sort of mono red, and you adapted a black and red uh, deck, and now I, we. I, I, yeah, I think I think the first one was the straight red black deck with Patriarch's Bidding's main. Mm. Uh, and then um, with black cyber cards, and it, it was a little too stretched on mana. And then Martin Berlin built a mono red deck with Richard on ports and wastelands. I continued on the red black deck with only a black splash, like you were saying. And then yeah, continue. And then we briefly brushed over playing like the winning deck that play matrons. And now we're talking about like how to play <laughs> matrons or okay so how exactly. adapting to the uh, like the format is setting in a way the, yeah. the, the uh, thing uh, about all of this exactly. Oland, uh, you uh, I, I will get to you one second <laughs> the thing about all of that this is like magic in like this sphere isn't like linear as it is in like a, a, a normal format because like we're playing in our part of the world and someone is playing there and there are leagues and no one really has uh the format is really healthy now i think but it's not like set yes. yeah. and you can do stuff and that's the why it's going back and forth that we that's why we really can't because there's not a tier one deck per se so like we're adapting to the new tier one deck always right Right. Uh, Olam, what do you want to say? Yeah, I, I just want to say that I, the, one of the reasons I really wanted to have you all, um, in for this pod is that a lot of the people, most people online, um, either like they see someone played a red-green version uh, with Naturalize and Call of the Claw in the sideboard, uh, go, do well in a tournament, the deck list got posted, 10 more people started playing it, and then 10 more started playing it, and they keep playing it. And they keep playing the old red-black versions. But going to mono-red from, from red-black and red-green is something new, uh, mm. which I right. haven't really seen online. And that makes it uh, interesting for me. And and as yeah. we talked in the last episode, said there are tier 1 decks in in pre-modern they mm. have been for quite some while now so yeah like the like the standstill the the go uh, standstill the slide uh, the rock the varro deck the varro deck as yeah. well yeah yeah, yeah of course of there's tier one yeah. decks but there's always like you need there's different metas I agree. there's different metas and you need to like address the yeah. Uh, okay yeah i maybe i'm not that uh like well <laughs> like understood about the whole field like but what i'm getting at is like 
at least when we started out, like there was different kind of communities, like you mentioned, different metas, and now there's different leagues, but maybe it's coming together. And yes, of course, like some of the decks has been working all along. But the Devourer combo, also like you mentioned when we talked about Primodern Lost Orland, it wasn't even a thing. Uh, and then mm. now you really need to address it. And but I mean, I mean, if you t- look at what I've been playing against online, the most played decks I've played against, I've, I only have 40 matches uh, this year online, but I played against five Dead Guy Ale, four Sly, three gob- uh, four Goblins, and three The Rock. Mm. Uh, yeah. That's that's what I've been playing the most against. Uh, and I try to, since. Um, I try to adapt my decks to to play against, well against these decks. Well, obviously not Sly because I yeah uh, that <laughs> you're, restricts you're the, restricts the options too much. I think you know? okay yeah. Right. So mm-hmm. Joel, we're at uh, the Monored uh, Ancient yeah. Tomb deck now. Exactly. So at at the beginning of the podcast about the Goblins here, we talked about the the need for having a very proactive and compact game plan in Goblins. Like, you need to make your synergistic cards good enough. Mm. And those are cards like Lackey, Piledriver, Warship, Ringleader, like the list goes on, even Goblin King, right? So you want to have as many Goblins in your main deck as possible, but you need to be able to be quick enough to battle the other proactive decks. Say there's a combo deck or a Frex and Devourer deck, like... You need to be able to deal with them quick enough or have enough good cyborg cards against them. And that's why some people play green and cyborg that naturalizes. We see a couple of overloads. I even play those in my Monred new version. But the idea was to get a bit of both worlds, if you will. Like you want to be able to make your own deck more explosive and having more of a toolbox. And that's why I cut the cyborg uh, of another color and added Asian tombs. Yeah. And it really does work like it it makes your entire deck a lot of times an entire turn quicker because the number of nut draws that you get are so much higher with ancient tomb Mm. like the fact that you can bridge from one turn to another where say you have you have only four good two drops in your deck for example in goblins you can play funkis we've talked about it previously but they're way worse than a lot of other cards that you can actually play if you play Ancient Tomb, it actually hires the chance where you can bridge from like turn one to turn two. Like say that I play a Lacken on turn one, now I don't need a pile driver if I have an Ancient Tomb. I can have a Goblin Matron instead. Mm. Or from Pile Driver, I can go up to Ringleader. So it actually makes your draws extremely much more explosive and it lets you play more of a toolbox game plan. You can have Goblin Tinker, you can have Incinerators. You can have a sharpshooter in your deck because you have four matrons that you can actually cast on time, hmm. which is pretty important. And it lets you double spell some sometimes. Like you can go like mountain, mountain, and then you can go ancient to me. You can play two pilars. So it in a way, we're going to the more like modern versions of uh, uh, goblins because you can do the two box thing as you mentioned yeah. uh, but also the lackey as all like i want to stress that that's like one of the things that makes this deck like crazy and now you can yeah. even at least turn four you can like find the card to put in with the lackey that that's yeah. the 
pre-modern version of an Etherwild or <laughs> something. Exactly, but, but you're completely right. Lackey makes this matron, and I mean, the other version that also has matron, they have Lackey, right? Mm. But they're not fast enough to actually cast matron. That's the mm. problem. If you don't have Asian Tomb, you can't actually do it on time. So the time times they're, they're going to stop your Lackey, your matron is going to be way too slow. Yeah. But with having four matrons in your deck, Lackey becomes a lot better. Like you can, and this, because I really wanted my deck to be good enough against uh, Frexian Devourer, which I think is a big part of the metagame, at least a Swedish one. Mm. Uh, so when I play this deck against uh, Jokiel, uh, some of you may know him, uh, he's been playing a lot of Devourer. Personally, he's been trying a lot of different versions, whether it's Esper, Blue White, etc. I actually also realized that this deck can just actually raise it. You can actually just kill them on turn three. Like the number of games, and at first I thought it was just pure luck. But the fact that you play Asian Tomb, after a while I just realized that even if I has turn two Devourer, I can just win anyways. Hmm. Like I can just attack through it. I can actually just kill them. And that doesn't how, work how with does other that versions. Work, with the lackey and well, or Say that you lackey, of course, is needed if you're on the mm. draw. Like you need a lackey on turn one, uh, if you if they have a devourer on turn two, and uh, then you can put in a number of creatures to actually just kill them. You can put in like siege gang, of course. Uh, you can put in warship, and then you can cast double pie driver post combat. There's a bunch of different ways you mm. can do it. Like you can even cast a ringleader and play a pile driver, and then pile driver next turn is gonna attack for uh, between like seven or nine damage. Mm. And I think the other major thing is that uh, you, whenever they don't have Stifle for their Dreadnought, they can't actually block your Lackey on the play. If they have Vision and Charm, it comes back. Because it phases out, it phases back in at the beginning of their turn, which means they can't actually block Lackey. Mm. So that means, besides from, I, I, besides from actually killing them, because you can actually do that, you can kill them faster than they can kill you some, a lot of the times, you can also have the Matron roll, right? You can have Lackey, or you can play Matron with Ancient Tomb on turn two, find the Goblin Tinkerer, and you can play that fast enough to be able to kill the Devourer. Yeah. And so with all this combined, I should realize that, oh, maybe it's a close matchup now, because before I was losing badly, like badly with the online lists and with my previous mm. list, with Flankers and whatever. Like I, I couldn't win a pre-game, like game one, basically. Mm. And game two, it was possible, but it was still hard because... Like, my game one plan was so bad. Mm -hmm. But now I started like, oh, maybe this is even. And then I started actually winning a lot. Like, I, I just kept, kept mm -hmm. winning. And I realized, this is now actually a good matchup. And if Devourer is a good matchup for Goblins, which already have Standstill as a good matchup, which even got better now with Asian Tomb, because Ringleader is much more scary when it all of a sudden can come a turn earlier, I think actually Goblins is a tier one, like, real tier one mm -hmm. right now. It's mm -hmm. actually might be the better it might be better than burn i am not saying that lightly like i, I actually think it might and be. we're talking about four ancient tombs four wastelands yeah. and uh, was it, it's 24 lands right so yeah it's, 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 no it's 25 okay 25 yeah yeah and and that's another part like remember this is a super mana hungry mm. deck it has matrons it has ringleaders it has 35 goblins so ringleader is gonna hit slightly more than two goblins every time you can hit up to four like so yeah. <laughs> you're gonna be able to cast a lot of spells like yeah and and you have a lot of 
like your machinery is like you can outdraw a control deck yeah. easily like it, it's not a problem uh we're going to talk i think this is one episode we need to talk about cyborg more <laughs> than some yeah. uh, some other talks we had but uh Orland, do you want to add anything uh, before we're going into that like in general uh goblins being the tier one and like what going from uh, red black to red green or doing the one red thing what do you think Olan? well i mean i i think that uh, even without playing mono red i think that goblin has been close to tier one it, it has so so many uh, good results um and it's i mean when i played against it it's tough i mean you 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 can sometimes blow them out like with i mean for mastic or like a tangle wire them to death uh, uh, but yeah, uh, I've had a hard time with goblins um, yeah. in general. I haven't played it myself. I, I have all the cards, but <laughs> yeah, I'm, prob <laughs> I'm probably going to pick it up now, I think. But uh, mm. Yeah, let's try it. Uh, Even against those decks like Stacks decks and Massacors and whatever, yeah. Yeah. having the option to have a faster like Matron and finding Gamplum Incinerator, yeah. because many of the games, and I, I, I prepared a lot for this event with the friends that are going there, like... I, I, Two friends of mine are, are playing a bunch of massacres, but a lot of the times you could just have enough goblins for it and matron and gampam incinerator it in time if you had the agent to. Like it's mm. <laughs> all those things just make it yeah uh, so much more insane against those things. Sorry, go ahead. Yeah, but, uh, I'm just very excited about this version. Yeah, I'll but, tell you that much. <laughs> uh, I really like uh, I really like the interaction with like. Uh, turn one lackey and then turn two matron because that makes matron so much better being able to cast it turn two find what you want and just put it into play um against whatever deck you're playing against yeah um, which which 100%. is huge i mean for like the, those guys that um, play like turn three uh, matron after tinker playing tinker turn four and then activating it turn five if they don't have a warship Mm. That's, yeah. too, that's too slow. Uh, Maybe the only uh, thing we can say about all of these uh, like iterations, the deck that won, uh, like one of the uh, winter fall brawls. May okay, if you're if you don't know where you're going up against, and if it's not like all spiky or whatever, uh, that's the. Th is there some way of maybe? Is that the way of why you're going black or green? Like, because you can address uh, so more stuff or... I think in the future, like, I think this version is by far the best version. The like, red... Uh, in Like, in a vacuum. Yeah. One red with Asian mm. teams, yes. I think the only reason you can think of playing something else is if it becomes more stuff like Pink Prison and, like, a lot of hostile decks that you have a hard time dealing with that you need specific cyber cars against. And I think you can find that in Nationalizing Green most of the time. Yeah. Uh, one of the reasons is when I actually played the Northern Swedish Championship, I went undefeated, like I came second, except losing to Pink Prison of Joachim Almelen. They actually won the event. And that matchup was incredibly yeah. hard. But during the road, like I, I defeated like... Uh, two or three devourers and like control and all of these things. Yeah. It's, 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 the aggressive yeah. combo decks is fine, but like the, maybe the really aggressive lockdown <laughs> decks aren't that. Uh, exactly. are, could be more problematic if you're not playing. Yeah, the problem is like how do you fit like devastating dreams yeah. and stuff? Like because 
as you can see, there's 25 lands in the deck. It's very mana hungry, and it plays a lot of creatures. Yeah. So, like, you're fine with dealing with drafts. Like, you can kill humility with uh, anarchy in the sideboard or whatever, mm -hmm. you know. And you can outdraw people. You have pyroblasts, etc. But when you actually just devastating dreams you, and like sphere of resistance lock you out and stuff like that, that's that's where it's harder to deal with it as more yeah. red. However, something I haven't tried yet, and I, I believe it should be in the deck, that I didn't have have at that point, was that you can play a bunch of null roads in the sideboard. Yeah. And that get 100% help against the prison decks. Because they're very reliant on uh, Mox Diamond. That's the best card, like, every time. And then uh, uh, Scroll Rack is also a big, big part of that deck. Mm. So. Roland, let's end on that before we go to cyborg. I'm I'm going into a, I'm going to find another beer because I'm having having a beer day today. So, oh nice! <laughs> I wish I had a beer day today. Oh, Ola, what, what, what were you thinking about? Yeah, I I think like the only problem I see with uh, with the mono red goblins, but that's I mean the other goblin decks are gonna have problem with that as well. If you don't play the rest is really fast combo decks. I mean, some combo decks that can go off like turn two are, you're, you're atrocious against that. Mm. Uh, yeah, however, I don't, I mean, if people kill you on turn two, that's, uh, I don't think any kind of cyborg color would no. help you. No, I, and that's just very low chance, right? <laughs> For any deck, like which deck are actually winning on turn two most of the time. Not not most of the time, but turn two, turn three. If you if you look at um, decks that, I mean, like Doomsday can do that uh, pretty easily, and uh, the new Greater Good deck uh, can actually do that. All right. Uh, yeah, I I haven't seen too much of those decks. No. Uh, I'll be. I have seen Doomsday. Uh, a friend of mine. We played it at. Uh, they played it at. Uh, we had a small tournament in the archipelago of Sweden, and. Uh, he played it, but it was it was very inconsistent, and it lost a, like one counter spell a lot of the time. But it it definitely has raw power, that's for sure. But yeah, I think uh, I think there's a big difference is that uh, a lot of um, there's there's actually coming up a lot of new like combo combo decks uh, online that are popping up, and some good players are brewing them. Um, so yeah, we'll we'll have to see what happens go going forward, but. But as yeah. you say, against the Swedish field, yeah, I agree. This is uh, this is really good against what I know that Swedish people play at least. Yeah, but it's funny because I want to uh, I want to end on that tangent as well, like because I actually think that it's quite good against the combo decks because it has such a fast relying clock. It That's like always kills on turn four, like almost hundred percent. I'm not gonna say hundred percent because nothing is hundred percent of course in Magic, but. And then it also has turn three draws. That's what I like about it, that it's so consistent. And those the a lot of those combo decks doesn't actually interact with you. So you make it do it much faster, and then there's you know Pyroblast and Cyborg, which stops some of them. But if if they kill you on turn two and most of the time turn three, then yes, they will be faster. 100 So let's uh, let's start where we we're at now. Uh, like, what are we doing with our sideboard in the mono red version? All right. Uh, first, there's the 
I think the best card against creature decks in moderate sideboards are pyrotechnics. And uh, it's unfortunate for Burn because they have a less chance of playing this card because all the thing with Sly or Burn or whatever you want to call it is that all of their cards matters, right? They can't just spew away lightning bolts that should go to the mm. face. And like actually discarding something to protect us is an issue. Uh, that's very different with goblins because a lot of the time you have an abundance of cards between matrons and uh, ringleaders and matrons fetching ringleaders, etc. So having that card is that card is huge against uh, especially burn. You you can kill a pup and a grim lavender. You can kill a ball lightning when you're tapped out and stuff like that. Uh, so that card is very good. Uh, then there's Anarchy, which is, I think, a must-have. And, and this card was uh, played a lot in the red-black sideboards as well, as a way to answer not only Circle Protection Red, but also Humility and, and similar cards like Pariah or whatever have you. Uh, however, in this deck, it's a little bit easier to cast, given you have Ancient Tombs. Like, you can actually play it pretty quickly. Mm. Which is which is nice, and then there's an assortment of different cards. Like you're gonna play Pyroblasts, but they're not that actually important in the sideboard. They help you uh, bridge a few percentage against a lot of the matchups you already have good matchup against, like some of the combo decks, etc. You can like one two punch to get a ring leader through through the counter spell or get their fact of fiction, etc. But it's not that important. And then we have an assortment of different cards you can play. And the cyborg. There is a bunch of them. Uh, you can play Overload, for example, that I'm playing uh, to make your matchup better against uh, the Friction Devourer decks for cyborg. Mm. Uh, and, and it helps together with Pyroblast because then you can like counter their stifles and you can overload their creatures. <laughs> I actually played Jokil in the tournament in, in the Nordic Championship and in uh, game one, and this is. A bit of the humble brag of what it, they can actually accomplish, but I was on the playing game too, but I'm only into or in game one, but I'm only into four, and he had a turn two for the power, but he still killed him. And uh, in uh, game two, he had a turn one devourer with his one mox pedal, but I managed to like top deck and overload the same turn, mm. so that worked out. So. I one thing, I think you say you're saying Phyrexian Devourer, but I think I mean you mean oh, Phyrexian sorry, Dreadnought. Dreadnought. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah, yeah. I was. I always make that mistake. Yeah. The entire, the yeah. entire. Sorry, the entire podcast. Whenever I said Phyrexian Devourer, it was actually Phyrexian. <laughs> I was like sorry to be confusing. <laughs> yeah. Uh, right. But yeah, Phyrexian Devourer is also like a turn three, three, four combo deck. So yeah. Yeah. yeah that's yeah, true. You, you can switch it up for whatever fits the situation. Yeah, but but those are way easier to yeah. interact. Yeah. With. Yeah. Like you can pyroblast those. You can. You can overload their uh, artifact early, etc. So, so that's you can deal with that, hundred percent. And like you're, you already mentioned, like the matron is making it a two boxy kind of deck, the monorail deck. So you have the tinkerer in main. Uh, may yeah. if you're not playing <laughs> matrons, maybe you should have some of those in sideboard. And, yeah, uh, that's a very good card against, uh, as you said, uh, or as I said, sorry, Frickson. Uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> Frickson uh, Do Do you want to, like, you mentioned the sharpshooter earlier also, Olan. This mm -hmm. is a card also that, like, you're playing it in main. 
uh, and that yeah. really takes off some of the decks. Even like we talked about Sly, like takes all of the creatures, and you can't really play yeah. into it. It's, it's very fragile though against Sly. I mean, I'd probably keep it in, but it's 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 gonna die most yeah. of the time. I'm afraid. <laughs> There's also Sparksmith, which is quite good against in the mirror. You can have it in the sideboard. It deals damage equal to the goblins in play, like in total, so you can always kill stuff, whatever is out. And that's a turn earlier than the sharpshooter. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I also have Tormod's Crypt in my sideboard, which are playable. I think you should have probably have Null Roads if you're expecting stack sticks. Uh, what else sideboard is there that you can play? not actually that many more good ones like you don't want to play stuff like you don't want to play like price of progress or playing pain or like supporting vortex yeah like because you're not an aggro deck in the sense that you're a burn deck but you're like a creature synergistic aggro deck like you're not gonna burn them out you you're gonna well when you're winning you're gonna do it with like overwhelming force at some point just talking about like mono red uh maybe like, yeah, okay, so the Tinkerer, especially when you're playing the Matrons, some people are playing, if they're going the Lightning Bolt the wrong route, <laughs> they're playing like Shattering yeah. Spree maybe, or, uh, yeah, I think so, we addressed all of the red cards otherwise. Uh, uh, I, it's Blood Moons as well. Yeah, but Blood Moons. No, no, I don't, yeah. no, no, Seb, no Blood Moons. Um, <laughs> I, I uh, heard you, you love Blood Moons. Tell me more. <laughs> uh, but Joel, uh, there's one card I actually uh, want to ask if you ever considered. It's the Hearth Charm from Visions. Uh, not before the tournament, but I've seen I, I've seen that card after the tournament, and that's definitely a card that's interesting that you can play. What does it do? Uh, do you want to say to the exactly to the podcast what does it do? Yeah, uh, it's, it's a very weird and old card. Yeah, it it's sense. a. It's a red uh, red instant for uh, for one red mana. You can choose one of destroy target artifact creature. All attacking creatures get plus one plus O oh until end of turn, or target creature with power two or less is unblockable until end of turn. It has three three modes that are good uh, or useful at least, yeah. uh, and it it kills the Phyrexian dreadnought. Um, yeah. Yeah, it's interesting because you're well, not playing goblin sledders, it, but it makes sledder better. <laughs> <laughs> it's it, it's it, you're right. It, this card is interesting, and you can even play it in Mendic. And the most important thing is that it does kill artifact creatures, which is like Dreadnought or Massacre, which are both really good cards against this thing. And you might think that attacking creatures get plus one plus zero is the second best ability, but it's definitely the last ability. Yeah, yeah the second for sure. best one. And it's not only for Lackey uh, per se, like clearly it's good with Lackey, but uh, playing this pre-combat on a pile driver when you're attacking with like five creatures, like it's huge sometimes because the pile drivers can deal 11 damage. So, ah. so yeah, this is an interesting card. I haven't gone into the part where I've actually put it in my deck yet, uh, but I... <laughs> The funny part about it is like like it's more of a main deckable card esque. Uh, the thing is like it's not a very powerful card in the way that it's a cyberpunk. Does that make sense? Like yeah, yeah. So it's more of a main deckable card, which gives you better more outs against the Valor if you're afraid of that or massacre. Mm. 
And it does something, at least. But it's worse than... Yeah, it does something, so it can be played for the other modes. But it's gonna be worse than all the other main deck cards that you have mm. in your deck. If it doesn't kill an artifact creature. So... You really want your metagame to have a lot of Devourers or Massacres for this card to be worth including, I think, in the main deck. But it's definitely a card to have in, like, in your mind when you're building your deck and preparing for a certain yeah. meta game. It's, it's a very cool find. I, I saw some people playing it, like you said. I, I hadn't seen it myself before. That, so. That's what I love about the format. You can always like find... I did not yeah. see Dralnus Crusade before <laughs> you put yeah. it in to like, address... Do you want to mention why it's good, except for like the problems? Yeah, Drowned's Crusade is good for the reason that it's a proactive card, like Card Charm. It actually does something uh, in its own right that it gives plus one, plus one to all your goblins. It makes them zombies in addition to being goblins, which is less important. But it actually makes them black. And that means that you can't circle protection red them anymore. You can't hydroblast them. And also, them having plus one, plus one, makes all of your goblins effectively better against humility. Yeah. But especially Engineer Plague. That's, I think that's a major part. Like, because Engineer Plague is like a scary card for you to play against. But the fact that this gives a plus one, plus one, actually negates that. And that's also the reason why you see four Goblin Kings yeah. in the mid deck, of the modern deck. Like, Goblin King also negates that effect for all the other mm. goblins. So they actually survive and play. Roland, did you want to mention anything or? No, I I think that's uh, when I looked at your list uh, list and I saw four goblin kings. I thought, yeah, the, this solves engineered plague mm. uh, better than yeah, and have better than nature to get them too. Uh, better than having them them die and then naturalize the the engineered plague. Yes, yes, and in goblin king in the summer like. It's a pretty good card actually like it's actually it's not the worst at all like especially with it it sounds weird that it's good with asian doom but when you get a lot of cluttery goblins on the play like fast mm. like goblin king gets scary real fast like when it comes in with haste and whatever and well yeah it's really good so card. we mm. brushed over blood moon we can't do that clearly orland told me no <laughs> uh we you mentioned in the beginning you your original deck was uh, Patriarch's uh, bidding in the main, but some people mm-hmm. usually play in the sideboard, I guess, if they're playing black now. So yeah. why or what does it do for the deck? Yeah, I, I went away from bidding in the end because it was double black and it was a little expensive as a sideboard card. Even though it's powerful, it's like the perfect answer for whenever someone plays Wrath of God and you can bring up Back so all each stuff, but... player chooses a creature type and you return yeah, all right. those uh, like from a graveyard into play oh yeah uh, so it's like a living death but for one creature type for each player uh and, and i did see like some version running about with recurring nightmare but that well, yeah. what do you think about that that's also a card i played in one of our tournaments uh it was an interesting card to play with. It's it's very powerful with Siege Gang. I'll I'll tell you about that much. It it gives you a lot of grindy power if you're into that. And it's also a very fun card to play with, like yeah. honestly. Like, <laughs> let's not kill each other. Like cycling ringleaders with like siege gangs, <laughs> like that's just yeah, that's just brews for a yeah. lot of fun. Uh but then again it's like 
you don't really need a grindy card. You just need cards to solve issues. Mm. And this doesn't solve anything. It just makes you better at something you're already pretty good at. Which means that if you want to be like best prepared and have the highest chance of winning every game, maybe you shouldn't play yeah. it. But it's it, it's not a bad like card. In a hundred like, matches, it's probably worse. But like... It's more fun in yeah. 10 of those matches. <laughs> uh, yeah. I mean, it will win you some matches that no other cards yeah. will as well. Like, it's going to happen. Uh, and uh, Orlan mentioned, like, if now, now we talked about red and we talked about black and red. I don't know any other black cards that are mentionables for the sideboard. Uh, have I missed any card? You can probably play a lot of weird stuff in pre-modern that we haven't yeah yes searching yeah. Gallery. you'll find some <laughs> uh, cards. But like playing green uh color of mm -hmm. the claw uh that's your patriarch spitting then maybe i guess yeah uh the only difference is that you need three mana to play mm. the same mm. turn but but yeah you can i i mean if you're playing green you can play that that that's one way to like combat wrath effects etc like refs are good against you, but I don't think ref is the worst card. Like you're not that afraid about refs because you want to force your opponent into playing and tapping out for ref, so you can actually resolve stuff like ringleader. That's how you win against control yeah. a lot of the time, because ringleader is like a fact of fiction with tempo. Yes, I said it, but <laughs> it's true. I <laughs> it's actually that insane a lot of the time. I. You can see a lot of like things happening. Usually, when you're when you're seeing color of the claw, you think about sweepers. But like for this deck, like the engineer plague, but also maybe like pernicious deed. It's if true. you look at the top yeah. tier one decks that we kind of uh, edged out, yeah. uh, of course. No, you're right. I didn't think about those. Uh, right. So maybe color the claw and if you're playing green then uh, and like of course they're playing here naturalized and that's the big draw to green i think yeah i think so yeah yeah, yeah i think naturalized so part. instead of duressing like the things you can't really take care of you have the answers in green naturalized so if you're gonna make the mistake of only playing nine sources of your cyborg color, you might as well play green because when you draw your green source, you can you can actually cast naturalize. At the point where you draw your black source, if you have nine sources, they're not gonna have any more cards in their hand. So while, while we're looking at the red green, uh, it's the it went fifth place fall bro 2020. Also, like we we looked at the winner that played the more of the version the black red version you had earlier uh, mm -hmm. but what would you do if you're playing if you insisting on playing red green would you uh, because you can't really play ancient tombs also so what no. you, what would you do to make it like if, if if i couldn't if i didn't have an ancient tomb for example like i couldn't yeah. play that deck uh because i would if i could i would this is tougher i would <laughs> you had to think about the meta game you're playing against like if you're playing against a bunch of really fast combo decks you might consider playing uh, the black version 
and if you're afraid about like and like engineer played in humility and stuff i think dragon's crusade is slightly better than naturalized yeah. Uh, if you're afraid about like pernicious deed, I see Color of the Claw mm. being better. And green is also way better against all the prison decks. So if you're afraid about those, you could definitely play that. I think you, in either of all these three decks, you can probably start skimping a little bit on the Tormod scripts. I, I felt like those are not as necessary mm. in the current metagame we're playing. Maybe that uh, is the way like you're playing against uh, Sly, uh, Orlan. Uh, you kind of need four <laughs> if you're playing, I guess, those decks, but what do you... Four, four what? What? against Sly? No, Tom no, no. You're, if, uh. you're, if you're playing against Sly, you're, you're, uh, the same goes about Sly that goes with the Torment Crips uh, decks. Like, if you're playing Reanimator or whatever, you kind of need four anyhow, or... You, you need, you need... Okay, either you skip the matchup or you need so many cards yeah. to make it better. That we're saying yeah i don't know i i feel like the, the there is actually not any good graveyard decks in their format i think the only that i've really seen is like maybe the like sultry gold hermit druid devourer deck that's that's mm. like good enough uh, fu I mean? full english breakfast is a is one of those decks yeah. that's yeah i i i think that deck is good but i don't see it as a tier one deck. yeah you don't need I, I think there's other ways to deal <coughs> You with don't that. need four like, uh, torments for that, maybe then. No, no, I'm not even yeah, I'm not even sure you need two anymore. But you know, that's just metagame choices. Like uh, of course Thormos scripts are good against some decks. But yeah, I don't sure. see it maybe in I mean I think Thormos script is one of the best cyborg cards in the format, but maybe not for the mono red goblins. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, that might be true as well. Uh, because, like, I mean, you want it against um, you want it against the Angry Hermit deck. Uh, you want it against Full English Breakfast. You want it against uh, uh, any deck that plays Rector. Uh, uh, I'm thinking about what else you wanted against. Yeah. Um, uh, Re Reanimator is not a thing, so you don't care about that. Uh, I guess you already lost against the uh, five color control. If if the only win con is uh, Gas Blessing, <laughs> if you're trying to but win the, with Thomas Crypt but, there, but, but that's right, a, that's so. that's a tier three deck that no one is playing. I love that so. deck. Yeah, I mean, yeah, but yeah, that too. that's not a yeah. thing that Let's you love. I mean, you love it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. You're right. You're of course. There's. Uh, I just thought about reanimator. That's like the instinctive move you do when you're talking about. Yeah, you're thinking script. legacy. You're yeah, thinking maybe, legacy yeah. now. Yeah, of course. And when you're thinking about. I mean, there was a reanimator deck in in the tournament in the Nordic Yeah, but if you're. I don't think it did very well. But if you're still, thinking about like exactly Tormund's script that is uh, that's the most efficient and quick uh, way of uh, addressing graveyards uh, I think if you're playing black there are a lot of options but we don't need to go into that now um, mm -hmm. the uh, one thing <laughs> that I want to mention is like don't you want to play but that's just like a minor minor thing I, I can only think of meddling mage being the thing here, but playing if you're playing pyroblasts and or uh, red elemental blasts in this eyeball. Sure, yeah. 
Yeah. If, if to sum it up, like if, if I would play Goblins in the future, which, mm. which I will, uh, I would play the Ancient Immortal deck. Uh, just makes your deck a lot better, like in its own right, like to to the extent where it starts getting a bunch of good matchups that were bad matchups that you need cyber cards for. Like because the proactive plan of your deck becomes so much yeah. better all of a sudden. Like your mana is good, you do do more outrageous stuff, which just makes it just changes your percentages. And if I were to play the same deck, I would maybe change a few cards in the sideboard. Mainly being moving away a little bit from Torment Script, moving towards Null Road, etc. Uh, but it, it's all about your mm. metagame. Uh, I still like playing a few overloads, some, some Pyroblasts. Uh, I definitely want the Pyrotechnics in there. There's going to be other... Like, there, it's the best sideboard card against Goblins, for example. It's, it's the best sideboard card against Burn. It's the best card against Elves, etc., etc. Uh, so yeah, that's. I think that's where I would want to be, and that's it. I think people should try it. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's so much fun. Like <laughs> yeah, uh, you, you'll be surprised like how fun it is. You to can do you can do difference. aggressive uh, slash stuff, and you can do the two box stuff, and you can do everything. Exactly. Think... Sometimes you're gonna play Lacky, they're gonna play Coastal Tower, and yeah. the game is over. And sometimes you're just gonna have seven cards against Blue White when they have two. Like it's. <laughs> All those things can happen, and the games are varied. So try it's it a out. good note to end it on. Do did you want to add anything, Orland or Joel, before we head out to our real lives again? Uh, There's a new Monred King in town, <laughs> baby. That's it. Yeah, and uh, don't play Blood Moon or Jund. Uh, I want to add that. Uh, <laughs> why? Why wow, you're hurting me? So, uh, you well, do you wanna like make yep. a plug or anything? You're, uh, uh yeah, I, I don't stream or, <laughs> or uh, write so much anymore. But, That's a great uh, plug. Well, <laughs> yeah. However, you, I, I'm playing the Rivals League weekends uh, sometimes. Yeah. So there's, uh, you can watch those and maybe yeah. see me on there. Otherwise, you can find me on Twitter. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I think that's Joel Larsson, ladies and gentlemen. Orland, <laughs> uh, do you want to add anything before we uh, head out? No. All right. Thanks for having <laughs> me, guys. Thank you, Joel, for uh, being here. And uh, that's all, folks. Left my wallet in El Segundo. I gotta get it, I got got to get it. I left my wallet in El Segundo. Left my wallet in El Segundo. Left my wallet in El Segundo. Come on, let's go.